Hello and welcome to the Wizards of Drivel podcast. After a week in which a general election was called, it's yet another referendum on Mark Hughes' leadership after Stoke Labour to another away loss. Is a conservative approach to blame for our lack of goals on the road? Or are we too liberal with our criticism for the Stoke manager? <laughs> Sorry, I didn't want to do those puns, but you keep encouraging me. <laughs> ben Cartwright has stood down from his seat to be the director of the Andre V.S. Boas Museum, but my coalition partner for this episode is Chris Brammer. How are you doing, Chris? <laughs> I'm a lot, a lot better after that introduction. They just, yeah, that was a good one that day. I enjoyed it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad you think so. I'm not sure everyone will agree. <laughs> Oh no! So, Swansea away—a uh, game we were looking forward to in a weird way. After the whole win, we thought, "Oh, Swansea—they aren't very good. We'll go there and do something." But um, as you can tell by these three-word responses, that did not happen. May twenty-first, quick time to go. Hughes out now. What a shambles! Thanks, but go. Welcome back, Jack. Hughes must go. Time for change. Worse than Pulis. Oh dear, Arnie. Marco to blame. Taxi for Hughes. Veil going down. Give me alcohol. Phone book time, Coates. Well, Whoa. if we are if we are to find positives from this game, Chris, we'll we'll have one of those three word responses. Welcome back, Jack. Jack Butland's uh, back in the Stoke side after a long, long absence, and it. Regardless of the result, it is great to have him back, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I was a bit surprised when I saw his name on the team sheet. I knew he was coming back to full fitness, but I did think that Mark Hughes would have would have stick uh, or stuck with Lee Grant. Um, but no, it's it's the it's the right thing. He's the number one goalkeeper at the club. Um, I, I saw some people saying, you know, it's harsh on Lee Grant, but I suppose that is the the life of a backup keeper, which is what he was always meant to be um it's good jack butland is a fantastic talent and despite the result yesterday um he's a tremendous goalkeeper and it is it's good to see him back and um not to knock lee grant's performance this season but you do think well you do wonder how differently things may have been if jack butland had had a an injury-free season. I'm sure we'll find out next year. But uh, yeah, no, really good to see him back. Very happy. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I feel some sympathy for Lee, Lee Grant, but at the end of the day, he did sign up for this. He knew when Butland was fit, Butland would be back. So I'm not like uh, weeping in the streets for him. Uh, because Jack Butland, at the end of the day, I think is going to be England's number one and Lee Grant is 33 with uh, limited Premier League experience. So... Hmm. And Lee Grant has done a, a real fine job, by the way. Uh, they're, 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 I saw someone say the other day, uh, some fans overrate Lee Grant because of how bad Shea Given was. Some, <laughs> fa- some fans underrate Lee Grant because how good Jack Butland is. Yeah, and I, th- I think it's a bit of that. I think Lee, Lee Grant is is a mighty fine goalkeeper and mm-hmm. has done a done a real good job for us. But uh, Jack. Just you've got to play him. You've got to play yeah. him if he's available to you. Um, so yeah, that that's our that's our positive section firmly <laughs> out of the way. Uh, this game, Mark Hughes uh, went to a four four two with Crouch and Berahino up front, Allen and Cameron in the middle, um, Butland and goal as we said, 
and the rest of the team kind of picked itself. No Imbula in the squad. Munier's are dropped. What did you make of that? I mean, you kind of come to expect Imbula not in the squad anymore because he, he's he's just gone missing, and I have no idea what's happened behind the scenes. But it's the the fact that he can't even get on the bench just it, it makes me very very sad because he is a player who could have brought something different to that lineup. Um, as for Mark Munyeza, it's if he wanted to leave in the summer, I can completely understand it because he has done nothing wrong. In fact, in the in the appearances he's done this year, I I can't think of a, a bad performance from him. He's he's a he's a very very good player, and it's it's almost ironic that this has been his most injury free season, and he's not really played. Um, in the past, he's played well and then hit. Uh, a snag and he's been out of the team for a few weeks and that's been his issue not been the issue this year this year he's just been dropped and I I think it's it's such a shame because he, he is a very very good player and I do think he makes the team that little bit better but but well, Chris not... our, our defence looks so good without him <laughs> oh we what? we oh. zonal what? marking man Yes, yeah, zonal marking. This is quite an interesting debate to have because I've, uh, obviously, in the wake of that corner yesterday, I saw a lot of people uh, decrying zonal marking as a system. Mm -hmm. And the question is whether zonal marking as a system is inherently bad. I know a lot of people think it is, and a lot of pundits think it is. Uh, It's certainly uh, not a very British way of defending, I don't think. But... At the end of the day, if you if you employ zonal marking, which we have done for almost a whole season now, I think it's come come about because of this Ryan Shawcross holding saga, mm-hmm. and then we've switched to zonal and just looked so powder puff from corners. If you if you implement a new system of defending, you've got to work at it. You've yeah. got to make sure every single player knows what they're doing, and. Yeah. Judging by what we hear about Mark Hughes from Mark Wilson from QPR fans, he doesn't doesn't strike me as a manager who who puts in the hours on the training ground working on defending corners with him. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you just look at the amount of headers we've conceded this season, and it's just like there's a problem here, and we're not doing anything to address it. We're sort of hoping it will sort themselves out. Oh, it's only Swansea. Sonsy haven't got any good headers with the ball. It's not like Gilfie Sigurdsson can cross a ball, is it? I don't like. I watch that corner again and again, and I can't work out what Ryan Shawcross is doing. Is he meant to be marking him? Is he in his zone? Yeah, it's a complete non-entity of a of a defence, and it's just <laughs> too fucking easy for a side who have been really poor, really poor, and I don't think they were that good yesterday either. It's just basic stuff that we're not doing, and it's just really, really worrying. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I agree. Um, I don't think it's so much an issue with the policy of zonal marking, regardless of what you may think of it. Um, you know, some of the best teams in the world have played zonal marking. It's, it, it just we're we're not competent at it. We've it's quite clear we don't practice it. Um, at this moment in time, I don't know what we practice, but 
uh, you're right. You hear it from so many sources that the defensive side of the game is not what Mark Hughes really likes to practice, which would be fine if we were excellent going forward and, you know, we were this kind of uh, Sao Paulo, um, all attack, all guns blazing um, dynamic team, but where we're not, we we haven't scored an away goal since we went to Sunderland, Dave. Um, it's yeah. So you so there, there's just no competence in defence. We just seem absolutely useless. It's all very well, like Hughes not being a tactical expert in defence. I mean, I can understand that. I mean, he was a striker, but does he not have a member of his coaching staff who's a defensive <laughs> expert? Yeah. Can, can we not hire? I don't know, Wilco or something. I don't know. But it's like just... Surely he knows that has to be addressed. Surely he knows this is a problem. And it's not like we... we, It's not... We we don't want us to go back to a a Tony Pulis away day... Yeah. uh, 6-6 at the back style thing. But, I mean, it's... All we we ask is that they, you know, pick up their man on set pieces. (laughs) (laughs) It's not the way... it's not like preparing your defence makes you a defensive side. It just means you've got a prepared defence. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And um, but you knew you knew like well, I I certainly felt it as soon as they got that corner. It was like yeah, yeah. We I, they're going to score from this corner. This is going to happen. It was it was a sense of inevitability in that uh, in that set piece. Um, yeah, yeah just, I, felt, oh. I felt the same when uh, Peters gave away that one against Hall. It's just like, yeah. you know what's coming. And it's just yeah. like watching a car crash slowly. It's awful. Then going forward, um, another bit of a non-entity day from us in this respect. Obviously, we had a penalty, which we've come on to. And we did have we did have a couple of chances for Saido Berahino. Um, but on the whole, I thought we were just really one-dimensional, flat-footed, you know, lacklustre, all the rest of these words. I can't work out what the biggest problem is. All I can work out is that there are lots of problems all (laughs) across the pitch. I thought the midfield was a bit of a non-entity. Alan and Cameron, I think, are good players and have played well for us this season, but there was just no real... I had no sense of what their purpose was. Was it to break up the play or to build attacks? It just... Mm -hmm. They were just overrun for me. Um, and then Shaq and Arnie, uh didn't have their best best days. We're trying to loft in towards Crouch all the time, which didn't really work. And up front, we've just got no bloody pace. Mm-hmm. It's just like, <laughs> what do you expect us to do? You, we'd, we'd, our game plan seems to me to just hope Shaq and Arnie do something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I think... For for me, I think the some of the biggest issues is the tempo. I still I, I've said it for for a while, but there's just no urgency to the way we play. Um, it's very very easy for teams to just read what we're trying to do, and and you're right. We kind of re- we re- we rely on Arnie and Shaq to create a little bit of magic, a bit of space to to do something. Now when they're not <laughs> on on form which is going to happen with those type of players some days you're they're going to get marked out of the game um or, or things won't come off from it, it, it you kind of need something else now I, I thought yesterday uh we were outplayed in midfield i th- <laughs> which is again a recurring thing this season but i think yesterday it was more of a case of we were outnumbered swansea tried to play it very very narrow um 
and un- we, we, Mark Hughes tried to play a very conventional four four two, um, and you didn't really see Crouch or Sido coming back into midfield to help out, um, yeah. which is where I think last year the likes of Leicester, um, who you know famously played four four two, I was talking to to Sam the Lost on Twitter yesterday, and he was putting oh, the point yeah. that yeah, well, he was putting the point that Okazaki would um, track back into the more. Um, attacking midfield point and like cause disruption there um so it was whilst they played a 4-4-2 the the striker one of the strikers was much more reserved we don't have that and so Cameron and Allen are outnumbered and yeah <sighs> and another thing with with Leicester's 4-4-2 if Hughes has gone 4-4-2 because he saw Leicester win the league with it, then bloody hell. <laughs> I, mean, I, absolutely... I, I definitely think that's what he's done, though. <laughs> oh, no. Because, I mean, there's count, there's countless ways in which the, the Leicester 4-4-2 is different to us at the moment. You know, um, robust defenders who all know their jobs, for one thing. And, and the, their, their main tactic was Vardy using his pace off the shoulder of a defender. Yeah. yeah. All right, Crouchy, chase this. <laughs> that's not going to happen, is it? No, no. And that's and that's kind of the the problem. We just don't. We we, we we're just so bloody slow, and <laughs> and like and I think you're right. Like I don't think there's just one thing you can point to because it's like we're not very good at passing and we're not very good at <laughs> passing fast and we're not very good at creating chances and we're just not very good we're, we're not <laughs> but, good at shooting either which not makes good it at, yeah oh dear I, 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 I just wonder whether like the players are motivated um i know like, a lot of people question whether the players are are, are they putting enough effort in like i i i think there's a case to say that they're not fighting for this manager at the moment I don't know. No, it's not that, that, yeah. that's interesting. I've I've just been reading a thread on the Oak Cake, which uh, essentially saying that the players are showing a lack of passion, and it can't all be pinned down on Hughes. Now, I, I've been very sceptical about that argument this season, uh, but I'm I'm starting to wonder how much truth there is in it. To be fair, because yeah, you look at some of the flat-footed, just kind of. Bleh, nature of the the players performance yesterday and you think okay may, maybe the the players aren't performing for the manager but, and it and it is a two-way street the manager has to instill a degree of motivation in his own players i think i think there's you you look back through all the stories that we've had this year of like slight player disgruntledness you know we mm. had the whole mark wilson saga at the start of the year and i do i do just wonder if all of it's had a little bit of an effect on the players and people, you know, that they may, to, to Mark Hughes' face, they'll be fine and dandy, but, you know, behind the scenes, one-to-one, they might be questioning what's going on. And whilst I don't think it's a full-blown revolt against the manager, I do wonder if they're, if players are just a bit... Um, whether the passion's gone from from his... Yeah. From, from the, him as leader. We're not uh, going out 100 miles an hour determined to show what we can do however kind of until yesterday I'd never really thought it's a lack of effort with these players I'd never really questioned that kind of wanting to do well I thought it was mainly uh, tactical reasons why we were 
uh, performing so badly. And I still think that's that's mm-hmm. largely true. I'm just, yeah, like you, I do question how much faith they the players currently have in Mark Hughes. So it is it's it's such such a difficult one to judge. Mm-hmm. You know, not being inside the dressing room and you yeah. know not talking to any of the players, but. One one positive I would put forward is, and I know we're going to come on to this in a bit, but um, I do feel that once Sido does grab a goal, that he will, he, he just looks like a player who really needs confidence. Mm. And and like, he yeah, his performances haven't been the best, but you do see him getting into some good positions. And there have been a few opportunities now in the last few games where he's had a shot, he's directed it straight at the keeper and you just think, God, if he just gets a bit of a bit of luck to it, he'll he'll score. And and you do feel like he's that type of raw emotion of a player where he he needs yeah. a bit of confidence. And that I, I know that you you and, so, and some others like quite have questioned oh, Sido. I don't know if he's going to be the real deal. I do feel like if he scores, he will become a different player. At least I, I hope that's yeah. yeah you well, you, well, can't, you hope, kind of. Yeah, you kind of wish for just anything at this point because there's not a lot of uh, of happiness. But yeah, I, yeah, yeah. We're, we're all desperate for Sido to succeed. Absolutely no question. But he should be scoring. I don't. I don't care if you're uh, a down, as down in your luck as you might be. If if you're a striker and a twelve million pound one at that, you've got to be scoring that that second header at least. The first header, you know, yeah, yeah, that happens, but. You've got to be making the keeper work from there. And, yeah, I, I feel some sympathy for him. Obviously, he, he had a goal disallowed against Hall. Yeah. And I, I do agree with you. I think, yeah, once, once he does score, we might see uh, a different kind of player. And he does look shot for confidence for me. He looks absolutely shot for confidence. But the question I have is, in January, after kind of Sunderland, I think, mm-hmm. we, we said, right, What's our ambition now? Are we going to target 8th, ninth? Are, are we going to try and get a record points total? Are we going to try and get some landmark results? No. We're using it for Saido Berahino's fitness training. We've sacrificed a third of the season, maybe more, for ma- making sure Saido's up to speed next season. We've just kind of tossed the end of this season in yeah. the bin. Yeah. Maybe maybe Sido has been more unfit than we expected, and this has kind of caught us off guard. But it's just complete waste. It's, use use f-ing preseason. Use the under twenty threes. Use friendlies. Use bloody training. Is he does he not run around in training? <laughs> get him get him on the treadmill. Yeah, we, we, we've just completely it's balled way- this up. We've, it's, it's an absolute balls up. It's a and, waste of a season. That's what this yeah. is. This is what and that, this is what it feels like. It feels like we've wasted the year. Yeah, and and in January, in February, after we got knocked out of the FA Cup, pressure was starting to build on Mark Hughes, and it's like he didn't care. He's like, mm-hmm. oh, "All right, I'll, the results will happen. Let, let's let's just yeah. get Sido playing." Uh, <laughs> yeah. So that's that's annoying me. Um, one, <laughs> really, one that, I, I couldn't tell. I couldn't tell, Dave. <laughs> one thing that was very annoying was, of course, the penalty. Oh, you've got to! Oh, just bloody hell! You've got to hit the target from a penalty. Mm-hmm. And and I know, I've I've got no qualms with Arnie taking penalties at all because I think he scored every one that he had for us up to this point. 
But as like we said with Sado, if if he needs a goal, if he needs confidence, why isn't he on pens? <laughs> yeah, just yeah. <laughs> There's nothing much you can really say about it. It was like, oh, you you had a glimmer of hope that it was going to be all right. Okay, we don't deserve it, but somehow we're going to get back in the game. Oh, no, no, no. And then he boots it over the bar. It's just, it was typical. It's typical of where we're at because it's just like, yeah, I I don't want to use that cliche of, oh, when everything goes against you, but literally, like, everything was just, nothing works. Like, Mm. and then then for them to just run down the other end straight away and whack it in, like, what was the point? Like, yeah, I can I can accept that sometimes penalties miss, but yeah. but yesterday was rubbish. And <laughs> like, yeah, oh. it's, it's it's just like I don't I, I, I don't accept. So I'm gonna say I don't accept Arnie getting pelters for for it all because and you know like I it's almost like people wait for an occasion like this to then be like, oh, Arnie's rubbish. He's the worst player. Ar- Arnie is the player who's dragged us through most Arnie, of this season. Arnie, Arnie like, has bloody carried us this season. He's ca- and, like, yeah. It's not even, not even been a vintage Arnie season and he's bloody no. carried us through the dirt. And- yeah, God, God, imagine, imagine if he'd have left in the summer when it was rumoured that he was going elsewhere. Like, where would we be without him this season? <laughs> so I'm not saying that he's let off for missing the penalty, but do you know what? If there's any player, any player who gets a smidgen of like, okay, we'll let you off this time, it's him because, y- yeah, you've you've done more for this team this year than some other players. But yeah, like. I mean, it's easy for me to say, having never taken a competitive penalty in my life, oh, you should be hitting the target, but <sighs> come on. <laughs> uh, yeah, it just kind of sums up for me um, how in every game we lose and are poor and are just turgid and flat and utterly incompetent tactically. Yep. There's always We always have to have this moment of, well, if, uh, if Arnie scores that pen, it's a different game, you know. <laughs> yeah, all right, it is. But we're shit for 89 of those 90 minutes, aren't we? <laughs> well, 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 we'll, make, we'll make that 90 minutes because we did miss the pen. So um, <laughs> it's, it's just like there has to be an excuse all the time. It's like, like when like Hugh said um, about Burnley, we're like, oh, we created chances. Fucking hell, really? <laughs> there weren't the, many. Like, it, it's to the point where when they score, and by they I mean any team, it doesn't feel like we're going to get back into a game yeah, now. Yeah. And that was we're, that was never really, it never really felt like the case before under Hughes until like this season. Mm. Um, like you always felt, because of the results that he managed to get us, that, okay, you never know though. There, there, there have been times where we've gone behind and then we, we come back into it and... But yeah. this season, this yeah, as soon as that goal went in at Swansea, it was, it was like going back in time. And to Leicester it was, away or Burnley away. <laughs> yeah, it was, but it was like okay, well, this is an away day wasted. Yeah, and uh, it's sad. <laughs> it's yeah, I, I'm very uh, cheesed off this morning because, but above anything else, Swansea are terrible. They're going down this season. Mm-hmm. 
they're just a bad side. They've got Sigurdsson, who's a decent player, but they're crap. They're just <laughs> bad. Bad manager, bad players, bad fans. They're just... <laughs> They they should be playing rugby like the good Welshmen yeah. they are, yeah. and like the, we we, we yeah. until recently have been a good Premier League side. So it's just yeah. really galling to think that this team that's had three managers in one season and doesn't look like scoring a month of Sundays is better than us. Lorente's been shit. Mm-hmm. We we but we get oh like oh Lorente, you go through a rough patch. Oh, here's a free run at goal. Yeah. There's a certain there's a certain irony to it, Dave, because I know we were speaking before we started recording. Looking at the table, we're currently in eleventh. Now, granted, the likes of Watford and Southampton have multiple games in hand to play, but we're on thirty nine points, and those two above us are on forty. Now, <laughs> it it would just be typical that we get just enough points to edge us over the line, and we finish in ninth place and that would just be bloody typical of a season where it has felt dire but i mean i i I do think well we're not we're not in danger of going down there are teams that are far worse there's uh there's at least there's five teams involved in the relegation battle at least um and you you don't feel like uh, despite swansea's result yesterday I don't know if they've got enough to get out of it. I don't think they've got enough to beat Hull, who are on a great run of form. Um, and then the likes of Palace above them. It was quite funny, actually, yesterday on Twitter. I, I follow a few Palace fans, and they were absolutely slagging us off because they were like, why can't Stoke have done us a favour here? Like They were getting so angry at us. Um, but, yeah, so I don't think we're... I don't think we'll go down purely due to the number of other teams who are playing badly, but um, but it would just be bloody typical that we get into the top half of the table, and then pe- I, I, would people be happy? Oh well, we've we've achieved what we wanted. There's so many underlying problems see, here that. Oh. See, I can see us limping to the end of the season with like one win and a draw, and then yeah. just by chance, West Brom have points deducted. What <laughs> points deducted, and we end up ninth by default. And then, <laughs> oh well, he's finished ninth again. Irony. Mark Mark Hughes's amazing just magic in that department uh, sees him win another year on his contract. Yeah. Um, I seem to say this every week, but it does feel like. A lot of people have snapped now with Mark Hughes. A lot of people said, right, that's enough. I want him gone. Um, But, yeah, obviously only one man is going to make that decision at the end of the season. So I'll have to see what happens there. But a lot of people have also said that this has felt like Pulis' last season. So uh, in that regard, I've got a game for you, Chris. Oh, this this sounds exciting. Right. Uh, Hughes' recent form has led to a lot of comparisons with his predecessor in his last season. Uh, a lot of similarities in terms of how the fans feel. So in that regard, we've got four quotes from the Oatcake message board. And your <laughs> job, Chris, is to tell me if the if they're from 2013, in the end days of Tony Pulis, or they're from right now in Mark Hughes' current slump. Oh, okay. Okay. This, okay. So, Bro. so here's your first one. Walking statue football has prevailed for the last few months. 
There is a rising atmosphere of apathy and anger, especially away from home. At home, the atmosphere is just not there at all. He is getting nowhere near what he should be getting out of these players, and he persists on playing this between-the-lines nonsense. I want him to have a revelation and go back to what was an exciting start, but there is no sign of this at all. Is that Mark Hughes or Tony Pulis? That's got to be Mark Hughes. Got to be. Yes, I think the playing between the lines between is the a lines. giveaway there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so that's one, one out of one so far. Well done. Thank you. Now, how about this one? There's a lack of a realistic alternative. This is closely related to the better the devil you know argument. I keep reading a lot of these dream ticket names, but I honestly can't see them coming to Stoke City. Look at the situation logically from a business owner's commercial point of view and put yourself in Peter Coates' shoes. From a quick look at risk-cost-benefit analysis, any change to the manager simply isn't worth the risk. Pulis or Hughes? My gut says that's got to be, got to be Tony Pulis. Well done. Yes. Two out of two. (laughs) How about this one? That's probably the quietest I've ever known our fans. We are having the life sucked out of us. Go now. Otherwise, I can see next season being worse than 84-85. Oh, that one is harsh. Um, That literally could be either. Um, uh, Let's go... Tony Pulis. Ah, that's Mark Hughes. Oh, whoa! Okay. Yeah, particularly scathing, that one. Really? Yeah. Two out of three. Final one. I am fast becoming disillusioned with how the season is progressing. The football is getting worse, if that is possible, and the tension is becoming unbearable. He talks about the results being the problem, and as soon as they turn around, all will be forgiven and forgotten. We will get a couple of wins next month or so, and he'll be hailed by some as the man who proved everybody wrong. Oh. Um, <laughs> let's go Mark Hughes. Ah, that's Tony Pulis. Oh, God, there oh. are so many parallels. Yes. That's quite... That, <laughs> that's quite I like that. That was a little game, isn't it? <laughs> really worrying. Really worrying. <laughs> oh, well. Um... <laughs> So, yeah, that's a feature we don't hope to bring back anytime soon. <laughs> it just makes me sad. Um, so, well, let's move on to, to happy things. Let's talk about things kind of outside this game for a bit. Uh, but this one's slightly related. Uh, our listener question of the week this week is, how would you make Saido Berahino score a goal? Uh, Dom on Twitter says, when Adam is brought on, I'd stick him on Crouch's shoulders and go long. <laughs> Aaron says have him train one on one with Howgard for a week <laughs> and and finally from John Dykes drop a goal in his drink on a night out without his knowledge <laughs> that's very good oh <laughs> Chris Chris yeah what what innovation would you bring in to get Sider uh, to score I <laughs> I don't know um See, because when we saw this, I just started thinking of all the serious answers, like you said, like putting him on penalties. I didn't go down a comedic route. Um, <laughs> I, I, I really, really don't know. Um, I liked the one about putting <laughs> a coal in his drinks. I was, uh, yeah, I was thinking of something down that line, but that's uh, 
bless him. He just needs a goal. He just needs a goal. I think he. Maybe we need to convince him that every game is an under twenty threes game. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. No. Just ignore all the people, Sido. This is just a. Yeah. This is just the under twenty threes. Julian somewhere. Or, or or we could play every game from now until the end of the season on Football Manager. Where he's actually yes. quite good. He's, he's playing for he's Man br- City in my version, so you know. <laughs> oh, see, in, in mine he went to uh West Ham and they oh. uh Yeah, but they finished second in the league last season with Sido getting like twenty plus, so it works. It works, people. Yeah. maybe we need to print off Sido's stats on Football Manager and just give them to and him. Say, him. You're gonna this be really what... good. Yeah. And he's, uh, Oh, poor Sido. Just just needs a, just needs a boost in his confidence. Um, perhaps a nice charity ball or something just to help him relax. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> just a, a, a few uh, questions our listeners wanted us to talk about, Chris. Okay. Uh, slightly unrelated to uh, the game on Saturday. Uh, Mitch Adams wants us to talk about the lack of card machines at the Bet365 Stadium. This, this is a this is a complaint I've, a, I've yeah. heard a lot. Uh, Chris, do you have any strong feelings about card machines? Yeah, strong feelings in that it. I don't understand how we can be in the 21st century and not accept card at a place that like um, seats nearly 30,000 people. Like it's uh, yeah, strong feelings. Seem <laughs> it turns out, yeah, I do have strong feelings about this. Um, I, I don't understand it. How can, how I, can I, you... I'm, see? I'm gonna, um, I'm gonna deploy a counter argument here, Chris. Uh, whilst I have sympathy to a, a lack of card option at the Bet365, I would uh, throw in the following caveats that if we are to introduce card payments, they need to be contactless. Because yeah, 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 yeah. That if you've ever queued up for a drink at half time at the Bet Three Six Five Stadium, you'll know <laughs> it's an absolute, absolute bloody yeah. nightmare, and yeah. we don't need like people like f- fumbling out for their card at the front and then playing with a little keypad. I know uh, most people now anyway <laughs> do have contactless, but it has to be contactless only, only if it's ever going to work because to, to stop the queues. <laughs> yeah, to stop the queues, or just why why don't we just have like cash machines at the ground? Like, yeah. say, oh, not brought any cash today. Oh, well, there's a cash machine by the ticket office or whatever. And yeah. then every, everyone's happy. Yeah, but yeah, I'm, I'm not or, like... Or alternatively, and hear me out because this is revolutionary. Uh, you know how your, your season ticket is now a card and you scan <gasps> it through? Ooh. How about we double that up so you have an online account and you put your money on it and then you go... Obviously, you can get into the ground. You can buy things on your season ticket. You can go nice. to the shop and use it there, and it just accesses like a like a like an online account. That's good. I like that. Yeah, we've we've just solved many fans' problems there. So, yeah, you know. Yeah. Don't say we never do anything on this podcast. <laughs> um, Ryan Barker says, uh, "What youth players should get called up to the first team squad in the last few games?" Well, there's only one answer. Isn't well, there? Well, he's injured, Chris. Don't matter. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I, I, uh, <laughs> what? What's Valinden like? Is he? Is he alive? God, I don't know. I, I, 
Yeah. I mean, the likes of uh, Miss... Who is it who's out at Bristol? Ryan Sweeney? Uh, no, yeah. Harry Sue. Yeah. Ryan Sweeney. You, he, so he's not going to get a call up, but I'd like to see him in the future in and around the first team. Um, I don't really know. What's happening to Ollie Shen- Shenton now? Is he still around? Is he's, it, a, he's, he's at, at Wrexham. Rex- he's at Wrexham. Yeah. I knew this. I did know that because football manager. Um, I don't know. I don't know, really. Any of them. Just any. Just call them all. <laughs> Put well, them all in the well, team. <laughs> to be honest, in Beulah can't even get in our bloody squad, so I don't, <laughs> yeah, know, what, so... What, don't know what hope these lads <laughs> have got. But, yeah. Um, Looking at our fullbacks, uh, Tom Edwards couldn't do any worse, really, could he? He's he's getting a lot of plaudits at the moment. His young Tom, yeah, um, and then obviously we've got <sighs> if Ngoy is injured, you know you can look at someone like Tyrese Campbell and Campbell. say, oh, should he be given a, a, a run? But no, we we it's Saido Berahino's fitness training that's the most important thing. Uh, so. Yeah, there's there's obviously like a few young players who I would like to be seen given a go, and I am encouraged when I hear like, oh, Dan Jarvis is in the squad, Tom Edwards is in the squad, um, and we've got nothing to lose by playing him, but I just don't think Hughes will do that. No, he won't. In, in the same way that when you said about the fullbacks there, like he's never going to drop Eric Peters. He doesn't believe that Eric Peters at left back has done anything wrong, and there is no need to even look for another left back in summer. It's not our priority. Um, so why would he bring in a youth player to replace him? You know what I when mean? It's like he's given Glenn Johnson a new contract, hasn't he? Yeah, of course he has. Of course he has. Um, <sighs> which, which I mean, I'm not opposed to it in that he's. Like we said in, in uh, another week, like he's an experienced international who can teach a lot to a younger player. I just want a younger player in as well. I don't want Glenn Johnson to be our number one next season in that right-back position. But eh, if Mark Hughes stays, that's definitely what's going to happen. At <laughs> um, the Real Horn Show says, I'm not Hughes out, but could you discuss what a new manager would think about coming into work with our current roster? Not a bad group, I think. Mm. No, I don't think so. I think we've got a very, very good team. Um, And I think that any manager coming in would see that we are... uh, I I think it's easy to identify that we are just a few players away from being what is essentially a very, very good side. Um, I think we're a bit bloated in some places in midfield. Um, and they'd probably look at that and probably not want to bring anyone else in until we've shifted some people out. Um, but no, I think we've got a very, very good squad. Um, and a new manager coming in would see that we've got some very technical players and you would hope would want to play a very good technical style of football. I think there's a lot to be positive about our squad. I like as As bad as we have been, I think that it's more a case of us underperforming rather than the quality of all the players being shite. <laughs> mm. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree, I agree. Uh, before we go then, we'll uh, just mention a few things uh, going on on, on the internet. Um, first of all, if you're a patron of the Wizards of Dribble, there's a new episode coming out during the week. Uh, episode we're really excited to do. So if you are subscribed with the $3 a month subscription, then... Uh, you get two episodes every month. 
in that regard, thank you to Liam Kelsall, Mark Hand, Chris Llewellyn, Ian Cowlshaw, Alan Cowlshaw, Jamie Chatfield, Richard Yule, David, Dominic, Nick Hobson, Tom Thrower, part-time Bob Ferris, Sean Brassington, David Hammond, Zach, Oscar Brown, Nathan Shelley, John Dykes, Glenn Irwin and Elliot Hackney, who have all supported the Wizards of Drivel podcast on Patreon uh, so far. And uh, we're very grateful to all that support. So thank you very much for that, guys. Um, another thing to mention is Beer52. Uh, if you want £10 off a case of eight delicious craft beers, then if you go to beer52.com and use the code WIZARDS on checkout, then you get money off. So happy days. Uh, and also we've got stuff on the wizardsofdrivel.com at the moment. Uh, ben Cartwright has uh, written a blog called Confessions of a Southern Stokey, which is well worth a read. <laughs> and uh, Dutch Potters uh, on Twitter, Henry Coiter has written uh, a blog uh, giving us his perspective on following Stoke from the Netherlands, which is also, also uh, well worth anyone's time. Um, any other business, Chris? Anything you want to just chat about? We've got some time. <laughs> um, uh, oh, you've put me on the put me on the spot now. Um, no, just I think again, I reiterate, thank you to all the patrons on Patreon who've, mm. who've put support into us. It's um, I I don't know, it's a bit overwhelming, really, the amount of support we got from uh, from people. I know we we were talking when because you get a little notification saying such and such has pledged, blah blah, blah and it's. Oh, oh! Someone else has pledged, and it's kind of as as small as this sounds. When it comes from people who you've never really spoken to before, it's a bit like, oh, okay, so this podcast does exist outside of a yeah. bubble. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. That 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 that's been a re- a real thrill for me. Just like, um, obviously, we're grateful to all support, but when it's from someone with like a name we've not come across before, it's been like, oh wow, like people actually listen. So. Yeah, yeah, we're very grateful, but we we still want more support, of course, because you know, obviously the more support we get, the better we can uh, make this yeah. podcast. Maybe we and can we... even afford a third person for the next episode. <laughs> yeah. And we are, and we are trying, like, we are trying to put some very fun ideas together for the summer, aren't we? I yes. Mean, do we? Oh, do you know what we can talk about briefly? Mm. The 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 ale trail, Dave. Yeah, we could let, let's put that idea out there. See if we can get a few people to come along with us. Yeah, um, one of the ideas we have mooted for this summer is uh, perhaps an irresponsible idea of doing the real ale trail, which I believe is sort of from sort of Manchester to Yorkshire, really, isn't it? It's like stops yeah. at Huddersfield and a few places along the Pennines, really, isn't it? So, um, but the the idea is just. Uh, um, do that ale trail and at every pub just record some stoke chat and we'll get progressively <laughs> more interesting as the uh, as as the trail develops and also we was we I won't disclose too much about it but we we're planning something quite exciting for the summer about uh youth development and mm. sort of uh the academies and stuff so we we're, we're hopefully going to have a, a really interesting episode on on that side of the club with hopefully a few exciting interviews as well. So, mm. so um, all the more reason to support us on patreon.com. Yes. Yes. <laughs> if, yeah, of course. Uh, patrons, as I said, get two extra shows every month and that'll be the same during the summer as well. And we'll also be uh, putting out some uh, interesting specials because uh, we don't, <laughs> we, we won't want to talk about this season for too long after the event. So 
Uh, yeah, <laughs> thank you very much uh, to everyone who's uh, pledged so far. Uh, thank you very much for listening to the Wizards of Dribble podcast. Uh, West Ham next. West Ham. Yay. Um, <laughs> thank you very much, Chris. <laughs> thank you, Dave. Oh, well, lads. Not, not long to go now. Go on, Stoke. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs>